Hey friends, welcome to the She Sounds Like Me podcast. We're your hosts, Rachel Leigh Hoffman. And I'm Sila Grace Hoffman. We're a mama-daughter duo that works together, plays together, and tries to figure out this crazy world together. <laughs> yeah, mom. And we're super grateful you could join us today. This is the She Sounds Like Me podcast. She sounds like me. 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 Welcome to the She Sounds Like Me podcast. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold up, Mom. Before we get this party started, we gotta let them know the goods first. Friends, if you like what you hear, subscribe to this podcast on your chosen platform. Give us a five-star review or join our conversation online at She Sounds Like Me on the socials and at SheSoundsLikeMe.com. Okay, Mom, now let's get to it. <laughs> let's get to it. All right, Sila, here we go. So, admittedly, this episode is a bit selfish. It's about you. Not really. It's about mothers in general and what it means to be a mother. There's going to have to be a kid's podcast after this one. About what it takes and what it makes to be a kid? Yeah. And what it means to you? I think that's a great idea. We should totally do that. Okay. <laughs> but having just celebrated Mother's Day and this being probably one of the hardest or most challenging years for the general population to be a mother. I really feel like the weight of the world has been on our shoulders, especially having, for the most part, having, to, you know, to take the lead as step into being a caregiver as always, but also continuing on our careers and work and homeschool and just going above and beyond to take care of those that are sick and whether you're a frontline worker and, and uh, you've got kids. I mean, I think this year was especially hard for so many of us. But just like moms do. You find a way to win. We find a way to win. Yeah. What does being a mom mean to you as an eight-year-old? I actually don't really know. Like, I know, but I don't. Well, sure, because you're eight. And you don't really think about those things when you're a kid, like... All the things your moms do, or... What's she doing all day? Ooh, I bet she's cooking. What is what? What does being a mom mean? Bah, bah, bah. Not really. <laughs> it's not normally what's going on in someone's head. No, I know. Unless <laughs> you actually are the mom. Correct. And you're looking for an extreme amount of empathy and understanding like I am right now. <laughs> but in your mind, what makes a good mom? Some traits that I think makes a good mom are brave, hardworking, generous, loving, kind, a little rough at the right times, understanding, is able to talk things through and not just speed ahead and make mistakes along the way. Well, we all make mistakes along the way, right? But try to smooth those mistakes out and do the best you can instead of just rushing through. You mean acknowledge and admit our mistakes? That too? Yeah. What do you think the hardest part about being a mom is? Having to keep everybody else in check because normally people look up to the mom and say, Hey, help me figure this out. You have to do this. You have to keep everybody in check. That's not, it's not easy. Yeah, it's not easy. What do you think the best part of being a mom is? Being able to be with your kid or being able to spend time with someone or being able to 
laugh and cry and make mistakes with a little person. <laughs> Every I, single day. I have the same situation with one of my little sisters. <laughs> Your little air quotes sisters. Sister. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Is there anything um, that stands out to you that you may have learned from your mom? How to work hard and get things done and how to organize. <laughs> you definitely picked that up from me. I still can't organize, but I'm learning. Yeah, you can color code and you like your little boxes and, you know, try to get things in alignment. If anything, I sort of don't want to organize. I know, that's where I come in. <laughs> exactly. Well, it's funny, you know, we were spending some time with Bubby and um, and because it was her birthday, Steppy and I were talking about some of the things that we learned from our mom. And it's really easy when you're a grown up to think about more challenging memories. Sometimes they stand out the most. And um, I wish we were more preconditioned to remember just the good stuff. Right. right. And have well, and, all the good memories. And kids have that. You don't, kids don't tend to rem remember like the bad memories. Right. Like, and it's weird how as you get older, you start to remember those things you didn't remember as a kid. Yeah. But I think we focus on like the trauma or the bad memory or the experience that wasn't so great instead of remembering all the things that, that really were. You know, dad says often, that now, later in life, he realizes he actually had it pretty, pretty great. And for a while there, like, you know, in his 20s, 30s, maybe even in his 40s, he tended to focus on the stuff that was bad and thought, you know, he didn't have it as good as he did. Right. I think as a mom, knowing this information and knowing my own history, I often worry when situations come up with you and me, like, oh gosh, is this going to be the the thing she remembers? It's not so great. This isn't the the fun part or the the best day of our year, or the best day of our recent memory. It's like this is like a real struggle, and I worry that this is going to be the thing you remember. I never remember any of that. <laughs> is the problem? It's not a problem yet. Uh, and I hope it never becomes one. Right. And I, I think that um, because of that, maybe I'm extra sensitive to making sure that we work through things mm -hmm. and we talk about them as a team. I probably I probably share with you more insights, more adult or mature insights than um, sometimes than maybe I should. You're an only child, and you're, you're a fairly bright child, and I think you have a really deep understanding of empathy and intuition, and um, you have a good compass for your emotional capacity, and so we treat you with that kind of respect and kind of bring you along for communication and for topics, just like the ones we have on the show that are a little bit more adult. What I mean is, you know, we talk about some heavy stuff, and um, but also I think that that's because you're ready, you know, you're, and we're interested in hearing what you have to say, which is, you know, one of the premises of of this podcast is hearing from you. So it's nice to hear you say, when it comes to motherhood, you know, what you are learning from me so far sounds kind of positive. I know you're picking up some of my bad habits too. 
Like? Like sarcasm. I don't really get sarcasm, and then it comes across rude. Yeah, we talked about that recently, you and I and Dad, and how kids aren't really able to adapt sarcasm into their language, right? Mm -hmm. Especially when they're communicating with other kids or other friends, it kind of falls flat, Mm kind of comes across rude or bossy or what have you, when really we speak sarcasm fluently in this house and we think we get it amongst you, me and dad, but sometimes that's not always a good thing. Yeah, you you are learning that from, from me, from us. What other things are you learning from me that you kind of wish you weren't? Um, bad words sometimes. Because <laughs> when you're talking to dad and being sarcastic, you tend to use a little bit of bad language. <laughs> this is also true. And I don't like that, and I wish I never heard it. Right. Because now I use it all the time, and it's what? bad. I don't think you use it all the time, but you I definitely don't. know some words that maybe are a little uh, inappropriate. Exactly. (laughs) Okay, fair enough. Anything else? Going to the restroom with the door open. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I could probably curb that habit too. (laughs) Yeah, so good. (laughs) I think in our house, we all do that, which is totally, totally inappropriate. Unless dad's pooping. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this is true. This is true. Well, so far, so good. I've done uh, eight years of parenting with very little experience before that. No, you know, there was no other young kids in our family to take care of before you. You were the first. So I kind of had to learn from just reading up and talking to friends and and still learning. I learn every day. I hope I'm doing okay. You are. Thanks. You're not doing okay. You're doing great. Thanks, I. Well, some of the things, like I was saying before, we learned from Bubby. Steppy and I had some jokes about it. She has some really funny sayings. One of the things she says is, uh, how do you eat an elephant? Rachel, when something's really bothering you, how do you eat an elephant? How do you tackle the problem is really what she's saying, right? It bit by bit. You eat an elephant bit by bit by bit. Unless you're Hilda from The Light in the Attic. And then what do you do? And then you swallow it whole. (laughs) This is true also. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, you sure do a good memory. And then she also says, kill him with kindness. Yeah, Bubby said that a lot to me when I was growing up. Whenever I was having a hard time dealing with somebody and I wasn't sure how to handle the situation or handle the person, she would say, oh, Rachel, Kill him with kindness. And I'm doing a terrible job mocking Bobby, by the way. That's not at all how her voice sounds. It's like this. Sorry. <laughs> no offense, Bubs. <laughs> she does use that one, too. Yeah, yeah. But kill him with kindness really just means when somebody has got your goat. And I don't mean the kind that she has on the farm. I mean, like, the kind where they just man, they're just bugging you or they're being rude or and they're being mean. just want to dig them into the dirt and shut them up forever. <laughs> well, sometimes it feels that way. But the best way to handle people like that is to just be... Be nice to them. Absolutely. Just be overly nice where they don't know what to do. And it actually gets them more frustrated because they don't know how to deal with the situation 
of somebody being that nice to them. Because sometimes the people that are mean like that all the time, that's where they kind of thrive and they know how to operate best in that way. And so if you fight evil with good and, quote, kill them with kindness, that really just means the nicer you are, you're taking the venom out of what they've got going on towards and, you. And laughing is also taking the venom out of it. That's right. That's because right. Because then they feed on your anger. Wait, well, they, how and can you, you get mad at somebody that's like giggling or laughing? I mean, I guess you could if you've got like a role. That would take away the joke. That sort of takes away the joke if you laugh at it. Right, right. Because it's not making you angry anymore. That's right. So that's one of the things she says. You were saying sorry, but she also says, oh, well, which is just a funny way of like, Booby has a great way of not letting things really bother her to the point where she just kind of lets it roll off her back. Some another saying of that is like water off a duck's back, which means if you've ever seen a duck, water just rolls right off the back of their feathers and right off their tail. It doesn't weigh them down, you know. So when you say like water off a duck's back, that means eh, it's no big deal. And that's something else she used to say to me. Oh, Rachel, let it go. Let it go. Meaning like don't let the little stuff really weigh you down. But all these things used to kind of drive me wild when I was younger, especially in my tweens and teenage years. I used to think that what she was saying was like what my feelings were didn't matter to her. But really, she was trying to teach me some tools of how not to let other people's negative vibes or emotions or issues, you know, weigh heavy on me. Because at the end of the day, you have no control over that. And I hope that as a mom, I can instill confidence in you, you know, self-control for you, teach you self-control that allows you to be confident in dealing with all kinds of people. And lately we've had some issues with that, you know, people's personalities, whether it's coaches or friends, and it's hard to learn how to navigate those things. So maybe we can both learn to remember some of what Bobby's wisdom was and yeah. is let it roll right off our backs. Like a duck. Like a duck. Like a duck. 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 Would you ever now, I mean, you know just a little bit about being a mom, and I know there's so much more to it. I'm a mom to a dragon and a snake. Well, yes, but would you like to be a mom to... Would I like to be a mom to what? One day, do you think that you'll ever have kids or want to be a mom to I wanna, humans? I want to have twins. You do? Well, you might get lucky because they run in our family. I win in reindeer. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's right. You, when you were little, you... Always wanted two brother, brothers and they would be named Iwin and Reindeer. Iwin and Reindeer. How old were you when you came up with those names? I don't remember. Two or three. Yeah, so, so strange. I love it, though. So hopefully, uh, if you do have kids, I mean, maybe you'll think of something a little bit more. I don't know. Yeah, I know. Less cuckoo. <laughs> then again, Sila's not the most common name either. So exactly. who am I to talk? But being a mom takes a lot of work. And this last year, but being a mom takes a lot of work. And especially this past year, you know, moms have really bared a lot of the weight in the world. Most of us have had to deal with the challenges of COVID, but then 
homeschooling in some capacity or new challenges if they were already homeschooling or, you know, coaching their kids through isolation and kind of the COVID scaries and what that looks like. And if anyone got sick in their family, having to deal with explain or quarantine and and the new normals of wearing masks and being abundantly cautious of germs and cross-contamination and weird stuff. I don't ever think any of us really thought we'd be dealing with on top of the normal trials and tribulations of being a mom. But one of the great things about that allowed you and me to have so much more time together. Bonding! It hasn't all been great. Exactly. We've had some rough tumbles and things. But I think overall it's brought us closer than ever. And for that, I'm super grateful. Me too. Good. So, you know... When you think about a role model and moms and anybody listening, what their mom does for them, I hope, you know, we can give some respect and a whole lot of appreciation to the moms in the world because we're doing the best we can with the tools we're given. And sometimes that means learning from our moms, our own moms, and learning what not to do from our own moms. Exactly. But thanks for celebrating Mother's Day with me this year and making it so special. You're welcome. It was like the best yet. Mm, Thank you. What was your favorite part? My card. You did. You poured a lot of heart and love and thought into making that card. And this bracelet that I'm wearing, this really cool beaded bracelet that you made me. It's got like blue and like a see-through turquoise and like a little silver bead on the end. Yeah, crafts made with your hands and your heart and your creativity are my most favorite. And you thought that I got that from the store before I told you that I made it. Yeah, it's that good. I love it. (laughs) But also it's just thoughtful. And those are the most important things. Yeah. Yeah, so thanks for that. So love like a mother, okay? Love like a kid. Or love your mother. <laughs> exactly. And know how much she does for you. Yeah. Happy Thanks. Mother's Day, moms. But with that, we've just got a couple more episodes left. And this mom's got a request for any of the moms listening out there. If you like our show, please hit subscribe. Please leave a five-star review on Uh, whatever podcast platform you listen to. It really helps other listeners find us again. And we'd like to keep the show going for at least another season after our summer break. And in order to do that, it'd be really helpful if we can get some additional exposure. So feel free to share the show, share an episode that you love, tag a friend, join us on Facebook, follow us on IG, or do whatever comes naturally to you to support uh, creative missions like this. And what they mean to you. Yeah. So thanks, moms. Thanks. And thanks, kids. Because without you, we, we wouldn't, wouldn't be moms. <laughs> we wouldn't be moms. Well, well, you guys wouldn't be moms. Right. <laughs> and you are the greatest gifts thanks. of all. Mm-hmm. I love you. I love you. Till next time, friends. Till next time. Thanks for listening and an awesome day. All right, before we head out, a quick shout out to the awesome friends that lent their voices to our vision at the top of each episode. She Sounds Like Me is produced by Creative Catalyst Media, LLC. And as always, if you like what you hear, subscribe to our tribe online at shesoundslikeme.com and find us on social at She Sounds Like Me so we can connect directly to you. Thank you so much for your support, friends. Till next time, take care of yourselves and each other. And have an awesome day!
Yep. And have an awesome day. 